The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices. I don't have to show you any stinking vices. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. And welcome one and all. It is the Chris Salcedo Show. Hello, Facebook Live. A big announcement coming up here in mere moments. I don't want you guys to miss this, so... Stick with me here on the Chris Salcedo Show. Let me get you some particulars because this particular announcement doesn't even have to do with this show. We're just going to take some suggestions from you about the big announcement. If that makes any sense whatsoever, it will. I will make everything crystal clear in mere moments. First off, here is how you get in touch with the program and take this phone number down. You guys on Facebook Live uh, and you folks here on, on, on the Blaze Radio. 888 Again, it's going to require listener and in Facebook Live's case, viewer participation because it's, it's pretty huge. It's a pretty huge announcement and I don't have anything to do with it. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine that? It's huge and I have nothing to do with it. I'm kidding, of course. Getting in touch with the program, other venues. Uh, Facebook, I mentioned right off the top of the bat to the Facebook Live folks, there is the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page. You can go there. On Twitter, at Chris Salcedo TX, at C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X, as in Texas. It stands for the great state in which I am broadcasting to you from, the freest state in the union. All of you on Facebook Live who are not in Texas, be envious. It's a great place to live. Great place to be around a freer place contrast that with say the people's republic of california uh what else am i missing oh yes soundcloud itunes stitcher on-demand listening for you listening live theblaze.com slash radio uh two smartphone apps the blaze radio smartphone app and the iheart radio app hold on a second i've got i'm gonna dig now because i with all of the facebook live stuff on the computer console in front of me i buried the announcement i want to read it verbatim um, coming up tomorrow on the Glenn Beck program on, on television, on Blaze TV, Bill O'Reilly, Bill O'Reilly will sit down with our very own Glenn Beck. Now, I, I, I heard about this and of course I was going to tell you guys about it because it, I, it's 
Well, to be frank, it's it's huge to borrow from the president of the United States. It's huge. Now, I am not aware that Mr. O'Reilly has sat down with anybody else but Glenn. I, I, I don't want to, I, I may be talking out of school here. I just, I can't remember whether or not he has. Now, I know he has his own podcast, does Bill O'Reilly, and he's been communicating with, as he used to call them, the folks. Probably still calls them that, the folks, through his through his podcast. But um, I, I am sure that if he had got in front of the camera someplace else, that we would, we, I, I would have remembered it. I think this is the first a sit down interview with with Glenn Beck. Now, I can't make any promises. All I can do is is promise you this. If you guys have some things you're curious about and please keep it serious. Keep it serious. Uh call up 888-933-93-888-900-3393. We will pass on your your questions to the Glenn Beck program. I, and again, no guarantees they're going to, they're going to actually ask those questions because I'm sure Glenn has a, a laundry list already. But uh, in, case, in case you had, and I, and when I heard this, I was like, man, I, I can think of a bazillion questions I would love to ask Bill O'Reilly. And I can imagine you guys, uh, this this man being part of the of the television media landscape for twenty plus years, and for this all to go down the way we all know it went down over there at Fox. Questions on your minds, so uh, again, I I will compile your questions. You can you can you don't necessarily need to call, but if you'd like to call triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 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 nine zero zero three three nine three, drop off your question. We'll have a conversation you and I, and then. And then we'll pass it on. You can do it on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX at C H R I S S A L C E D O T X as in Texas. And uh, what are, what are the venues am I missing? Or maybe, maybe drop it off on the Facebook email link. Go to the Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and drop it off there. If you're and again not, not let's not get too poopy about it. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, honestly, I, let, let me give an example of a question I would ask. Do people who value fair journalism that isn't tainted by liberal bias that we see that is pervasive in the basket of bias press, do those of us who value good journalism have something to worry about over at Fox with what's transpired over there? Now, the reason why I would ask that is, as you all may or may not know, I used to be in news. I was an employee at one point of a Fox affiliate in San Diego, and I was then a news anchor and reporter on a CBS-owned and operated station in Dallas-Fort Worth. So I value good journalism, actual journalism. It's not being done that much these days in particular with the current president of the United States. It is, um, uh, the press has turned itself into a marketing arm for the Democrat Party. 
in full recognition the Democrat Party is a regional party, no longer a national party, the press has taken it upon, him, uh, upon themselves to balance the scales. The Democrats have gone so full tilt bozo overboard. Childlike. Nobody wants to vote for them anymore. And they've marginalized themselves. You know who the leader, one of the leaders of the Democrat Party is right now? Maxine Waters. Maxine Waters. The woman is dumber than a sack of rocks. And I, with all apologies to sack of, sacks of rocks, and I have some sound bites coming up today to prove it. She's a partisan hack. She's a leftist. And she's really not the sharpest tool in the shed. And that's who leftists are turning to for inspiration. Why? Because her heart is filled with hate. She hates. And that's the entire energy behind the left wing now is hate. Vehement hate for anybody that doesn't agree with them, politically speaking. So my concern, what I would ask Bill O'Reilly about is, is that Heretofore, Fox News launched as fair and balanced news coverage where, it, where conservatives and, and Republicans wouldn't be treated automatically as pariahs the way they are in the other basket of bias outlets, ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN. The leader of the basket of bias, of course, being CNN. So what would you ask? Bill O'Reilly, if it, that, that would be my first question. Do we have something to worry about? That the, ma- the new management over at Fox is endeavoring to make Fox News Channel just another basket of bias outlet. Nothing special about it. Nothing that sets it apart. Will, will that be changing in his estimation? And is he, and is his exodus out of Fox News, was that part of this transition? And I'd be very interested to hear his, his response. Um, you, you guys know that Glenn and, and, and Bill have had this uh, relationship went from, from Glenn's time over at Fox. Uh, he has been, uh, Glenn has been on, on Bill's show and, and vice versa, I think. I think he's been on Glenn's program before. So anyway, this is the first interview he, I think he will have on television since his departure from Fox News. And that would be the first question I would have. So now my question to all of you is what question would you have for Mr. O'Reilly? And again, serious stuff. Uh, and it doesn't have to necessarily meet, uh, be surrounding news coverage and Fox. It could be something broader. It could be about uh, the status of news in general. It could be uh, any of the current events. That you like him to weigh in on a lot, of, a lot of people out there miss Bill O'Reilly from Fox News. So at any rate, I, I thought it was incredibly fascinating that he was going to sit down and talk with Glenn first. And um, I am hoping a lot of eyes and a lot of ears will be on that interview from the Chris Salcedo Show audience. And then we will be very happy to pass on anything that you guys want to pass on to us. OK, so again, telephone number, 888 the email you can go to the chris salcedo show facebook page the chris salcedo show facebook page email link right there uh you can jump on you can jump on twitter if you want to do it that way and we will uh we will send along to the appropriate authorities (laughs) the um the requests 
for possible questions for uh, it's fair to it's fair to call him this. Whether you loved him or you hated him, Bill O'Reilly is iconic. Bill O'Reilly is an iconic figure in mass media, and uh, I, I'm in, I'm incredibly fascinated to see what he and Glenn will talk about. Hopefully you are too. All right, uh, Facebook Live, hang out with me. Uh, uh, and, and as a matter of fact, join us on radio, if you will, on the, on the Blaze Radio, because we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Who's going to replace Comey? That's, that's out there. And I've, I've put in a message to our, our good buddy Lawrence to see if he'll come on. There's a whole slew of stories out there about left-wingers who propose racism as a way to beat racism i i kid you not so we will get into into some of those stories and again maxine waters proving beyond a shadow of a doubt that anybody can get elected to congress (laughs) back in a minute it's the chris salcedo show right here on the blaze radio network you are listening to the chris salcedo show part of generation blaze on the blaze radio network Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Conservative Talk Radio with Spice. All right, shall we do the flip around now? Uh, seeing as how we had a major announcement to uh, talk about, let's go to CNN. Uh, for those of you who, who are new to the Chris Salcedo Show uh, from Facebook Live or for are just tuning in for the first time, the flip around is just us dipping into the cable news channel, see what they're talking about. Uh, sometimes it affords us to see, hear, see and hear the group think. Sometimes they'll surprise us and actually... Uh, be talking about something different. Uh, here is CNN, the leader of the basket of bias. A uh, photographer from Russian state TV made his way into the Oval Office, and a White House official says they had no idea who this guy really was. How the heck did that happen? And what kind of security threat does it pose? We'll talk to a former Secret Service agent to discuss. Uh, you know what that's about, folks? All of the uh, pictures you're seeing about Trump meeting with Kislyak and uh, and uh, uh, Sergey Lavrov. <laughs> All those photos were from Russia. <laughs> the The United States press corps was not allowed in the room to do what they call a uh, a photo spray. Uh, so, <laughs> and and now the reports indicate that. Um, the White House had no idea that that guy was in there taking pictures. Really? Well, all the, the photos are out everywhere. <laughs> uh, if that if that ends up being true, and again, it's it's the leader of the basket of bias at CNN. So you got to take it. You can't take it at face value with CNN. But if it's true, that would be incredibly interesting. Um, and 
Um, who do they put in charge of security? Michael Flynn? I'm just, <laughs> I know, shameless joke. I'm just, that is, I have no idea about what's going on with Michael Flynn. I'm just, that, that's man alive. And, and, and then why wasn't the American press corps allowed in there? Uh, I would I would like to know. Let's see what MSNBS is talking about. Investigation is for, and that's what we have to do in the House. Congressman Eric Swalwell of California, again in Oakland, California today. Congressman, thanks for your time. We appreciate it. My pleasure. To see much more of Lester Holt's exclusive one-on-one -on -one interview with President Trump from the White House, of course, you got to tune in to NBC Nightly News. That airs tonight. You know, uh, we have the excerpts that NBC released of this interview where where Trump doubles down on the idea that Comey told him he wasn't under an investigation. He's not under investigation. You know, this is why, why libs can't tell you what, what Trump is being investigated for. Because the current investigation that's going on right now, folks, is not a criminal investigation. Did you know that? It's not a criminal investigation. They're, they're investigating possible Russian interference in U.S. elections. That's counterintelligence. That's a counterintelligence investigation. So, and, and, and I know the Democrats are hoping to whip up uh, some sort of um, criminal activity done by Trump or his campaign folks. That, and again, that's why they're calling for a special prosecutor. I told you guys about this, about the last time there was a special prosecutor during the Bush administration. Uh, they, they were investigating the outing of La Valerie Plame. Remember? And, and it was Richard Armitage who had done that. And Richard Armitage had told prosecutors that, hey, it was me. But, you know, they kept on going and they got Scooter Libby uh, contradicting uh, his testimony on something not even related to Valerie Plame. And he ended up having to resign and he had to go to the jail. He had to go to jail. Had nothing to do with the investigation. This is what, quote unquote, special prosecutors do. And this is why I say, that if, if Donald Trump gets a special prosecutor to dig up possible collusion between Russia and the Trump campaign, which there is none, and I, I know there will, none will be found, or I, I highly doubt none will be found. I also think there should be a special prosecutor appointed to investigate Hillary Clinton and the Clinton Foundation's pay-for-play to assess the damage that was done there. And also her email scandal. Come on, Democrats, throw down. Let's go. Let's go. You want a special prosecutor? I'm right there with you, baby. Let's go. We don't want you to investigate. Uh, you, know, you know why Democrats will back down? Trump says this. Trump comes out tomorrow and says, you know what? I think we ought to have a special investigator into two things. Russia and my, and I want to know. I want to know if anybody on my team colluded with Russia. I want to know. Let's get a special prosecutor convened, but I also want a special prosecutor convened for Hillary Clinton. And not only her her email scandal, but also the pay-for-play investigation to what was going on. Because you, you know why Democrats will cower, they'll shrink? Because Democrats are complicit. Democrats are complicit in the cover-up. Democrats are complicit in uh, making sure the Clintons could skim off the top Oh, yeah, the money was flowing like crazy. Ended up in some Democrat campaign coffers, too. These Democrats are ended up to their eyeballs. And a special prosecutor would trudge all that up, and I'm all for it. Let's do it. Come on, Dems, let's go.
Let's go. Uh, in the in the court of public opinion. The By the way, this is Fox. Has, he has facts on his side so far. There is no evidence that's come to light of collusion Correct. between people in his orbit and Russian operatives. But we know an investigation is ongoing, and the president is asking us to see this investigation as not important, as not heading anywhere, as a hoax. The more the line from the White House comes under challenge, the harder it is to believe what the president is saying about the investigation overall. Yeah, let's mention about how long we've been under this investigation, sir. The investigation has been ongoing since so last year this time. Almost a year. So after a year of investigation, sir, all we've been able to determine is there is no linkage. There is no collusion. There's no evidence of collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia. How much longer do we need to go, sir? Hmm? How, I wish they devoted this much time to investigating Hillary Clinton's emails. I wish they devoted this much time to investigating Hillary Clinton's pay for play. <laughs> Come on, libs. Let's go. You know, Trump has, has got to start thinking strategically about these kinds of things. Democrats don't want investigators looking into their shady dealings. And I think, I think we ought to give them their wish. Let's give them a special prosecutor for both. Back in a minute. The Chris Salcedo Show will be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. Salcedo. Welcome back, everybody. It's Chris Salcedo's show. I am your liberty-loving Latino. Do not confuse me with loudmouth leftist Latinos out there. I actually love the country. Uh, I told you guys about this yesterday. I think I mentioned it here. The American Civil Liberties Union of Texas has issued a travel warning for the state of Texas. And in response to this, this uh, anti-sanctuary cities bill that I've been telling you guys about, and in case you just tuned in, we wholeheartedly agree with this travel warning issued by the ACLU. If you're an illegal alien felon, don't come to Texas. If you're a lawless liberal who believes the laws don't apply to you, don't come to Texas. You're not welcome here. Go where you're welcome. Lawless liberals are uh, populating California. They populate Illinois. They populate New York, go there. That's where you're welcome. All you illegal alien felons, go where you'll be protected, where you can ply your despicable trade on uh, American citizen liberals who apparently love to be victimized by illegal alien felons. Go to California. Go to New York. Go to Chicago. Well, no, hold on a minute. I, I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even wish Chicago on an illegal alien felon. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I, I wouldn't even wish the city of Chicago on an illegal alien felon. Sorry. I mean, I have my standards. <laughs> but I right there. ACLU. Thank you. You're doing us a favor in the great state of Texas. Uh, keep making sure that illegal alien felons stay away, which is really what this law addresses. And also lawless liberals 
who believe the law doesn't apply to them. That's what this bill addresses. So the ACLU thinks the travel warning is necessary. Love it. Love it. Uh, Over the last couple of days, you've heard the reporting that um, James Comey was fired because he asked for more money in his investigation uh, against uh, against Trump and or, or to try to find Trump Russia collusion. And so the libs of Glamon, oh, that's why he was fired because he's asking for money because he's going to go after Trump. He's going to really, he's going to find Trump uh, and that, that Russian connection and he's, they're just going to bear, we're going we're gonna to get rid of Trump. We're going to, he's, he's going to have to resign and he's going to be impeached, yada, 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 right? That, that's been the whole narrative by these left-wing extremists. Speaking of left-wing extremists, uh, Kamala Harris. You guys know who Kamala Harris is? She's uh, the latest reprobate leftist senator from California. And she was uh, questioning the Democrat temporary interim FBI director, McCabe, today. Andrew McCabe. And she wanted to find out about uh, and, and get on the record the fact that uh, Comey had asked for money. Uh, and that, that may have led to his firing because he wanted money to really ramp up this probe into Trump-Russia collusion. Here's how the exchange went on Capitol Hill today. It's been widely resourced uh, or reported, and you've mentioned this, that uh, De- Director Comey asked uh, Rosenstein for additional resources. And um, I understand that you're saying that you don't believe that you need any additional resources? For the Russia investigation, ma'am, I think we are adequately resourced. So they are adequately resourced, then if they are adequately resourced, then why was James Comey asking for more resources? Uh, I mean, I don't even know if the, the basket of bias press has picked up on this. If, if, they, if Andrew McCabe, who in early testimony said that he, uh, hold on, I think I got it here somewhere. Here is, here is McCabe being asked about this rumor that, uh, that uh, has been floated out there that when Comey botched the prosecution of Hillary Clinton and let her off the hook, when he had her dead to rights, that he lost the respect of the FBI, uh, that's been circulating out there. And this exchange happened earlier today. Employees, um, you've been there for 21 years. In your opinion, um, is it accurate that the rank and file no longer supported director comey nope. no sir that is not accurate i can tell you sir that um i worked very very closely with director comey very very closely mr mccabe worked with comey v- no f- listen to me listen to me folks he worked very very closely from the moment he started at the FBI. I was his executive assistant director of national security at that time. I then worked for him running the Washington field office. And of course, I've served as deputy for the last year. They were very, very close. Andrew McCabe knew what Comey was having for breakfast. Um, I can tell you that I hold Director Comey in the absolute highest regard. Holy moly. The highest regard. I have the highest respect for his 
considerable abilities and his integrity, and it has been the greatest privilege and honor of my professional life to work with him. Holy, <laughs> laying it on a bit thick, aren't we, Mr. McCabe? Um, I can tell you also that Director Comey enjoyed broad support within the FBI. Okay, so you guys get the picture that Andrew McCabe was incredibly close to former Director Comey. And so here's Kamala Harris once again. Additional resources. And um, I understand that you're saying that you don't believe that you need any additional resources. For the Russia investigation, ma'am, I think we are adequately resourced. So what can we conclude now that all of these reports that have been put in the basket of bias press about Comey requesting additional resources were false, were fake, were phony, were lies, fake news, fake news. And this is the call of the day from the Democrats who populate the basket of biased press. They think it's their job to somehow equalize things so the Democrats have a fighting chance. So they have to be patently unfair to Republicans. What else did Kamala Harris have to say? And will you commit to this committee that if you do need resources, that you will come to us, understanding that we would make every effort to get you what you need? I absolutely will. <laughs> Kamala Harris, yeah. if you need more resources to go out of job, we're going to give you a... Now, now, what if, what if a Hillary Clinton investigation started? Would Kamala Harris be so eager to provide the FBI everything they need. What a partisan witch she is. Good grief. What a sickening display. But at any rate, uh, <laughs> there you go, folks. Uh, McCabe confirming that, well, it, it, is, it is nothing but a fabrication. Again, of the basket of biased press. Oh, Comey was fired because Comey was fired because he he was getting too close in the Russia probe. Yeah, that's why he was he was getting too close. He asked for more money. <laughs> you guys know whose voice I'm doing. <laughs> you guys, you guys probably don't remember this movie. This movie was called Running Scared, and uh, with with Gregory Hines and uh, Billy Crystal, and they played a couple of cops. And that was Billy Crystal uh, impersonating an old lady. Oh, no. Oh, they, they, he didn't know what the answer was. He thought it was Deuteronomy. Oh, mother, can I get some more petite marshmallows for my hot cocoa? Oh, no. That's that's the basket of biased press. Oh no, Comey wanted more money. That's why he had to get let go by the president who fired him to get him off the trail. Oh no, <laughs> I gotta find that movie now. Hold on, see now, I I always get distracted when I come up with movie quotes because, well, I, I'm okay. Let me go to break a little early. And don't forget, as I go to break, don't forget what Susan Collins said yesterday, rather appropriately. Susan Collins said that 
the president of the United States didn't fire the FBI. He fired the FBI director. And Democrats, Democrats are either too silly or too stupid to figure out the FBI is still there and the investigations are still ongoing. Even without the director, they were calling for his head mere days ago. Back in a minute, the Salcedo Show, right here on The Blaze. Conservative talk. Sounds spicy! This is the Chris Salcedo Show, only on The Blaze Radio Network. Chris Salcedo is on the Blaze Radio Network. My name is Pinky. Is this a detective? Hi, I usually am formed for use and Costanza, but they don't pay me no more. Oh, no! So I'm just watching the new Jeopardy and a man missed a Bible question because he did not know what Deuteronomy was. Oh yeah, I'll help you. I want you to get Gonzalez and show up using Costanzo. They don't pay me no more and I'm mad. <laughs> oh no! The dummy, the answer is Ipswich clams. <laughs> That's the that's our new voice for the basket of bias press. Oh no. Hillary Clinton got skunked in the election. Oh no. We have Donald Trump as president. The man who can take to Gonzalez, his name is Adam Robertson. He's a highfalutin lawyer type who lives at thirteen Fifty-eight Lakeshore Drive. Oh, mother, mother, can I have some more petite marshmallows in my hot cocoa? <laughs> <laughs> it's that's the basket of bias press, folks. They need their need their safe space. <laughs> I need some more petite marshmallows for my hot cocoa. Oh no. Donald Trump is so mean to us. He won't cave in and let us put out lies about him. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I am not crazy in there. Stop looking at me like that. What? It <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. What? What? Ellie? You, you, do you even know who Gregory Hines is? Yes. Now, oh, you do. You know who Gregory Hines... Now, I'm, you have to know Billy Crit. Now, Gregory Hines, sadly, is no longer with us. But he was a very talented actor. This is back when, when Hollywood... I mean, they were still libs, but they, you know, they, they weren't in-your-face, you know, Shia LaBeouf idiots. <laughs> but that's our new basket of bias voice. We got to... Oh, man, I hope we get... Because it's totally them. Oh, no... The Democrats can't win an election even, uh, even though we're trying very hard. Oh, no. It is um, <laughs> the Chris Salcedo Show, folks. And again, the, the movie, in case you guys want to see, is a great cop movie. It was a great cop movie. It's uh, PG-13, 
I think at the least. I think it was PG back then before they had the 13 ranking. So um, definitely, or no, it might have been R because there's a rather adult adult theme to it. Anyway, great movie. Great movie. Uh, there's one point where Billy Crystal has a gun up some guy's nose saying, you have the right to remain dead. <laughs> okay, again, for those of you who like good old-fashioned, old-style cop movies, buddy cop movies, this is the one, the one for you. Running Scared, Billy Crystal, Gregory Hines. Telephone numbers, 888-933-93, 888-900-3393. Um, lots of suggestions on the Facebook Live for some questions to ask Bill O'Reilly. Uh, if you guys uh, want us to forward this on to the Glenn Beck program, just call 888-933-93. That's coming up tomorrow, folks. Uh, Glenn is going to have him on Blaze TV. Uh, his first, and, I, and I'm going out on a limb. I think I'm correct on this. The first television interview since his departure from, from Fox News. So uh, get, get your questions in. I, I, I can't guarantee that Glenn's going to use them, but I'll forward them on. And what the Blaze audience would like to be addressed or talked about. I gave you an example of one, one thing. And you know, it, 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 very may, it may very well be that if what, hap- what we suspect is going to happen over at Fox happens, that it'll be the Blaze TV and the Blaze networks that will be really the only bastion that will not treat Republicans as pariahs will not treat conservatives as pariahs. Um, and we'll give and we'll give them a balanced voice. You know, liberals just choose not to come on this program. They're always welcome. That, I mean, what it, one of the Salcedo show mantras is always wrong, but always welcome. And I, I'm persuadable. I have yet to hear a liberal make a compelling argument because they often descend into name calling and and the like. Speaking of which, Next hour, we'll deal with a liberal who teaches at a at a college called. Well, I'll I'll keep that a secret. Anyway, he says it's time to address killing Whitey. <laughs> I know, right? Back in a minute. The Chris Salcedo Show, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices. I don't have to show you any stinking vices. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Hour two is underway. I'm glad you've made it, everybody. I, I want to start off this hour. Don't worry, we're going to get to Donald Trump and his, uh, his interview with NBC. A little uh, more than amazed that NBC put out such good stuff ahead of the interview. I, I, I don't make a practice of watching NBC anyway, but I don't know that I'll be tuning in tonight to watch it um, because there's so much good stuff. And, and I, I don't. I mean, this is the president of the United States. I don't mind promoting NBC to get to get Trump's thoughts. Uh, but we will talk about about what Trump said about uh, Maxine Waters, what she has been saying, and. Fox News has been putting out a lot of information about possible candidates to replace Comey. As, as uh, the Democrats seem to be the only ones in the country who are just focused on the past. They're still butthurt over the election. 
So it's it's all Russia all the time. It's Russia, Russia, Russia. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. All the time when it comes to the Democrats. The rest of the country, okay, okay, Comey's gone. Now we want to move on. Who's going to replace him? And some of the names being floated are fascinating. And uh, we'll get into that coming up on the Chris Salcedo Show as well. Um, let's see. Where are we going to start now? Uh, here's where I want to start now. This is what I tried to get uh, Lawrence on to come and talk with me about this. It, it, not that we... Not that we necessarily need uh, Lawrence on here to talk about this kind of stuff, but I, I always have a, a blast when you have a couple of conservative guys who happen to be so-called minorities, and I hate that term, but you got a Latino guy and a black guy having a conversation about these things and because what you find is, is that he, that, when we start talking about these issues, ever you know, Lawrence and I were sitting in, in in the green room at the Blaze, or we're just you know chatting amongst ourselves, you know, even on a phone call, he'll come up with angles that I've never even considered, and him and, and me, I'm su- I'm sure, vice versa, we'll, we'll talk to him about things because it's, it's a different different perspective, a Latino perspective, black perspective, but all conservative, and it's just fun, and I, and every single time that Lawrence and I talk on the radio together or do it on, on, on television, we get a lot of great feedback because we have, we approach things uh, with a conservative angle, but a particular uh, or a, a different life experience. And he's also, there's a generational experience there too. I'm generation X. He's millennial. So it's, it, it's always fascinating to get him on. He's just, he's just doing so much work today. He couldn't make it, but there, there are a lot of things we, we want to talk about. Uh, yesterday we talked about this, uh, this story out of Harvard that talked about a black-only graduation. And I challenged the Chris Salcedo Show audience to say, okay, let's, uh, let's switch out that word black and let's put in Latino. Is it still okay with you? Latino-only graduation? And I imagine some of you would say, well, I guess that's okay. And then I said, let's, let's swap out that word again. Let's put in white. White-only graduation. Oh, that's unacceptable. That's, un- that, that's, that's outrageous. That's racist. I would submit to you all uh, Latino, black, white only ceremonies are racist. It's just the only time you'll get called on it is if it's white. And that's, of course, patently unfair. And why is that? Because liberals sponsor it. Because liberals can't use um, a particular situation uh, uh, to decry racism done by blacks or by Latinos, they can't use it to advance liberalism, so they won't. And remember, all of these racial conflicts, all of these tertiary and, and secondary issues that are out there, even some of the Democrats' primary issues, they're all designed to do one thing, advance liberalism. And when liberalism advances, the United States of America is harmed invariably harmed it always happens every single time this country goes down a left-wing path we are harmed every single time without fail so that that story came up yesterday then there's this dozens of people gathered around in new orleans this morning to witness the removal of the Jefferson Davis Memorial, the second of four Confederate-era monuments that are set to come down. And this is what what I was really looking forward to picking Lawrence's brain on. 
because I can give you the Salcedo show perspective on this. That you've got a bunch of liberals out there saying, this must cut down. That symbolizes racism. That symbolizes racism. Well, to me, that symbolizes history. A very dark period in our history that we never want to repeat. But history nonetheless. And that by deconstructing these monuments, by moving them, moving them into a museum or removing them from view completely, it's tantamount to book burning in my estimation. And there's a Salcedo, Salcedo Show axiom I want you all to remember, especially when it comes to government-run education. You will notice that there is not an emphasis in government-run education anymore about American history. Um, and there's a, there's, a, there's a good reason for that. Liberals are terrified you're going to learn from that history. Terrified. In, in particular, the struggle for liberty and freedom, not only in the original struggle uh, in the war for independence, but also the Civil War and the scars and the heavy price this country has paid every step of the way to, to, to live up to our creed that all men are created equal. So remember, the Salcedo Show axiom says this, there is a reason why liberals took over education and there's a, liberal, there's a reason why liberals de-emphasize the learning of history. They are terribly afraid you're going to learn from it. And then there's this story. And which I, I've got to say, well, let me just say it. What the hell is going on at Texas A&M? This comes via the American conservative. Tommy Curry is an associate professor at Texas A&M. He is black, specializes in critical race theory. Professor Curry does not limit his teaching to the classroom. He has a strong YouTube presence and has said the following, quote, in order to be equal, in order to be liberated, some white people might have to die. Now, <laughs> many of you are scratching your heads. Uh, liberated from what exactly? Um, So-called intellectuals like this guy, this Professor Curry, still think it's 1965. Or still think it's 1865. Here is a, an example of Tommy Curry in his own words. Now, two weeks ago, Jamie Foxx made a joke about how great it was for him to be able to kill all the white people in his new movie. And I saw it, and he's right. Practically every white person in that movie uh, dies a very violent and well-deserved death uh, for their participation in the enslavement of Africans and the people. <laughs> it's just, yeah, that's just funny. You can hear him chuckling in the background there. Um. Yeah, that's, that's hilarious. People dying. Real hilarious. But the problem I have with that statement and it using the context of Django is that it's a fantasy where the deaths of white people are really just an entertaining spectacle. It's something that didn't really happen. It's not like black people had that type of opportunity under enslavement. And today what you see is a backlash from white conservatives on one hand who are offended. No, not, not just white conservatives. This, con this conservative was offended too. Um... Uh, that that some director and some actor somewhere would delight in in those kinds of deaths and especially 
dredging up something this country already fought a bloody war over and came out on the right side where uh, institutionalized racism is a thing of the past is a, is a dinosaur and it belongs there in the past. And as I said, those, those monuments that you liberals, Professor Curry, are busy taking down are a, a stark reminder of us never to go back again. But you can already see it's fading. The lessons are fading because of liberals. You see blacks segregating at Harvard. <laughs> it's like you, you just want to shake them, you dumbasses. You can't have racial equality by segregating. What's wrong with you? And you got these Professor Curries who are saying, you know what? You know, death of white people. That'll solve everything. Saying that Jamie Foxx is racist and white liberals, on the other hand, who are saying that, well, this is not productive if you ever talk about killing white people and putting the burden back on black people who have actually suffered these type of horrors, saying that you can never have a political conversation about the killing of white people. Why do we have the political conversation about killing anybody? Why is that even a political conversation about killing anyone? And, sorry, when was the last time the mass slaughter of blacks was widely accepted you have to go back to the civil war era professor curry don't be un under any illusion sir that you've experienced any of this or any of what your forebearers experienced you privileged nutcase it's this man is in a teaching position at texas a&m and i can imagine his in his instruction is just like this teaching his students that, oh yeah, this stuff's happening all the time. Mass slaughter of blacks everywhere around the country with the complete blessing of government and whitey. And what's the solution? Because that in itself is evil, is non-productive, is nationalistic. Only evil black nationalists do that, right? And I think that a lot of times black people buy into this as well. What I'm surprised about is that I've seen no black public intellectual come out and actually address the issue of violence or social revolution or radical self-defense by black people historically. Yeah, because real intellectuals don't think like that. Actual intellectuals, actual black intellectuals, not not you, sir, Mr. Curry, but actual black intellectuals don't go, hey, kill Whitey. That's a solution. You see, that's not a very intellectual thing to do, sir, might I suggest. So when we have this conversation about violence or killing white people, it has to be looked at in this kind of this historical turn. And the fact that we've had no one address like how relevant and how solidified this kind of tradition is for black people saying, look, in order to be equal, in order to be liberated, some white people may have to die. <laughs> this guy's drawing a paycheck, folks. From a, I'm making air quotes with my fingers, institution of higher learning, Texas A&M. Uh, this was this this cat was brought to my attention by a Salcedo show listener who was an alum of Texas A&M and said not one more dime not to the the te the, uh, uh, the alumni association not to the university not one more dime and this this type of vehement race hatred should be decried every single time it rears its ugly head professor Tommy Curry you are a disgrace sir you are a racist.
and you ha- there is no room for your type of violent discourse in a civilized society. Back in a minute, the Chris Salcedo Show, here on The Blaze. Hell, storms are coming. It's not just a show. It's a force of nature. Hashtag Salcedo Storm. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Now, we mentioned Flynn earlier on the program, folks. By the way, welcome back. It's the Chris Salcedo Show. Catch up with us on social media, if you will, on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX at C H R I S S A L C E D O T X, as in Texas, or on the Facebook page, The Chris Salcedo Show. Uh, Senate committee uh, has subpoenaed former Trump advisor Flynn uh, documents from Mr. Flynn. Uh, his attorney wasn't cooperating voluntarily, so an, a subpoena has been issued. Uh, when there's more to talk about, we'll talk about it. But there's not much more to talk about other than that. Um, Aetna is message message to the Republicans in, in the United States Senate. Don't do anything. Just, just go through the motions. Come up with the most conservative bill you possibly can. And then when you can't get when you can't get weak need Republicans to come on board, let it go. Aetna will completely pull out of Obamacare by 2018. Health insurance company Aetna announced yesterday it will completely withdraw from the Obamacare marketplace. Pfft, that's funny. That Obama marketplace. What marketplace? There's nothing, mar- there's nothing market-based about this marketplace. The biggest sham. A pack full of lies told by one of the biggest liars in American history, resident Obama. A decision Health and Human Services Secretary Tom Price perceived as a sign of continued instability in the health care sector under the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare. Well, yeah, it's a sign of something else. A sign of complete and utter failure of socialism. So, Republicans, you give it. If you're, if it's gonna fail, give it the best conservative try. Don't accept that there has to be a government program here between patients and their doctors. Don't accept it. Repeal and deregulate. Repeal and deregulate. Not the insurance companies. Insur- Look, let the, let the insurance companies go. Let the, the, they're in ruin. Wow. What is that? You know who that is? Guys, I've got a brand new iPhone in here. <laughs> and it's across the studio. I, I, and it's talking to me. Can you guys, can you, Ellie, can you hear that? Who should I ring for you? It's all the way. It's. Hold on a sec. It's not gonna. It's not gonna stop. Oh, shut up! Golly. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> oh, she's still talking. What? Just to heard it click on. Okay, I've got to. Re- I've got to read up on the new iPhone set. I just got the iPhone seven today. 
I just got it. Boy, that microphone is sensitive. Yeah. It is literally across the room. She's not going to stop blabbing. <laughs> Hold on a minute, folks. Um, I've got it turned off. And she's still... Siri, I don't need your help. <laughs> I'm fighting with a piece of machinery here in my studio. Siri, stop it. Oh, my goodness. You I think gotta... it's N-E-S sound. She thinks it's her. It is that it? Is that it? Well, yeah. okay. Siri. <laughs> it's still talking. Okay. Th- S- Siri. 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 Oh, my gosh. Hey, Siri. Shut up. Let's see what she does. <laughs> okay. Hold on a minute, folks. Here is uh, Donald Trump uh, talking with uh, Lester Holt about uh, uh, about going to fire Comey regardless of what his crew said. He's a showboat. He's a grandstander. The FBI has been in turmoil. You know that. I know that. Everybody knows that. You take a look at the FBI a year ago. It was in virtual turmoil less than a year ago. It hasn't recovered from that. Monday, you met with the Deputy Attorney General, Rob Rosenstein. Right. Did you ask for a recommendation? Uh, what I did is I was going to fire Comey. My decision. It was not... You had made the decision before they came uh, in the I, room. I was going to fire Comey. Uh, I, there's no good time to do it, by the way. Uh, they, because in your letter, you said I, I accepted, accepted their recommendation. Yeah, well, they so you- well, yeah, he's, he accepted their recommendation. He was going to do it anyway, but I accepted their recommendation. It was just good news that it it corresponded with what Donald Trump wanted to do. That well, Did you expect him to say, I was going to fire you anyway, but, you know, I also accepted their recommendation. That's a little probably too much detail in a, in a goodbye letter. Anyway, um, I've, I've stifled Siri. Uh, I've got to figure out how that works. <laughs> I'll be back in a minute. Uh, More from Donald Trump and Maxine Waters. Don't miss Maxine. 888-900-3393. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. We're taking in a little Latin flair with Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. That has to be a first, getting in, getting into an argument with Siri live on the air. <laughs> it's like talking to a Democrat. She just wouldn't listen. Uh, telephone numbers, 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393. Trump continued to answer this question from Lester Holt over at NBC about uh, the logistics of of firing Comey, who made the decision? Who had already made the decision? Oh, I was going to fire regardless of recommendation. So there was really room. He made a recommendation. He's highly respected. Very good guy. Very smart guy. Uh, the Democrats like him. The Republicans like him. Uh, he made a recommendation. But regardless of recommendation, I was going to fire Comey. Mr. Rosenstein is who he's talking about, the deputy attorney general, because it couldn't have come from the attorney general because, well, he's recused himself himself from these matters. Uh, Trump then continued to talk with uh, NBC 
about how Comey told him he wasn't under investigation. Let me ask you about your termination letter to Mr. Comey. You write, I greatly appreciate you informing me on three separate occasions that I am not under investigation. Why did you put that in there? Because he told me that. I mean, he told me he that. He told you one under investigation yeah, with re and I, regard I've to the Russian that. investigation? I've heard that from others. I think Was it he, in a phone call? Did you meet face-to-face? -face? Uh, I had a dinner with him. He wanted to have dinner because he wanted to stay on. We had a very nice dinner he, at the White House very the early on. A dinner was arranged. I think he asked for the dinner. And he wanted to stay on as the FBI head. And I said, I'll, you know, consider. We'll see what happens. But uh, we had a very nice dinner. And at that time, he told me, you are not under investigation, that which was, I knew anyway. That was one meeting. What was it? What First of all, when you're under investigation, you're giving all sorts of documents and everything. I knew I wasn't under. And I heard it was stated at the committee, at some committee level, that I wasn't. Number one. So that didn't come directly then, from Then during him. the phone call, he said it. And then during another phone call, he said it. So mm -hmm. he said it once at dinner. And then he said it twice during phone call. Yeah. Well, so Trump's not under investigation because this is a counterintelligence investigation this is focusing on russia's interference and what's what democrats are hoping is that this this rather nebulous dragnet will incriminate somebody on trump's team maybe even trump himself they have no evidence there's no as a matter of fact the democrats have been trying to collect for a year evidence uh james comey has been investigating trump for nearly a year and the best they can come up with, hear me on this, folks, the best they can come up with is no evidence of collusion. That's it. That's it. At the end of the day, there is no Democrat out there who will be able to be able to articulate what exactly is Donald Trump charged with? Well, nothing. We haven't found anything yet. How long are you going to keep looking for the next four years? And that's really what they're up to. They just want to taint and stop the Trump agenda. That's all. They can't hack that they, that they lost. They can't accept, like most children can't, they can't accept that they were told no by the American people. So they're just going to keep on going. This is, this is all, can you, can you guys believe the once mighty Democrat party, this is all they have, is trying to trudge up a, a, a collusion between Trump and Russia. And then, and then try to, to find some sort of criminality. Trump, uh, Russia put up a fake Facebook posting. And somebody in the Trump campaign told them to do it? Well, we don't know, but we're going to try to find that out. What if they did? What if Trump said, hey, Vlad, yes, go ahead, uh, Mr. Trump, how are you? Would you please do me a favor? Would you put a huge fake news story on... Uh, on, on various Facebook pages. Oh, right away, we are here in Russia. We do your bidding, Mr. Trump. Can you guys imagine something like that happening? That's what the, that's what the Democrats want, the, want their people to believe. Speaking of wanting their people to believe, did you guys hear Colbert last night? <laughs> I'll get to that here in a minute. Uh, Trump says he asked Comey as to whether or not he was being, whether or not he was being investigated. I mean, I imagine if I was the president of the United States and I had the director of the FBI sitting in front of me, I might ask. I mean, Trump's one of these guys, he's not a politician, he doesn't know what about these alleged uh, restrictions on propriety, I suppose. But he just takes a point blank, I got you here. Am I under investigation? Did, did you call him? 
Uh, in one case, I called him. In one case, he called me. And did you ask him, am I under investigation? I actually asked him, yes. I said, if it's possible, would you let me know, am I under investigation? He said, you are not under investigation. But he's, he's given sworn testimony that there is an ongoing investigation into the Trump campaign and possible collusion with the Russian government. Right. You were the centerpiece of the Trump campaign. Well, all so I was can he tell being you truthful is, when uh, he well, says I you know were under the, investigation? I know that I'm not under investigation. Me, personally. I'm not talking about campaigns. I'm not talking about anything else. I'm not under investigation. Yeah, Lester Holt, I, I, was Lester Holt feigning stupid there? Did he not realize that the Trump campaign, which was rather large, not as large as past campaigns, certainly, but Trump campaign doesn't mean Trump individually or himself. Did Lester Holt not realize that? Or maybe he did. Maybe he did. Colbert in front of his audience uh, a night, two nights ago, right? When the firing of Comey happened. Huge story that broke just minutes ago, like less than 10 minutes ago. FBI Director James Comey has just been fired by Donald Trump. <laughs> Huge Donald Trump fans here tonight. They didn't, they didn't get the memo. Uh, the leftists that, that Stephen Colbert and all the late night talk show hosts have been, have been whipping up into a frenzy to hate Trump and to hate Comey because the, the, the narrative has been Comey cost Hillary Clinton the election. And so upon hearing on his firing, the liberals in the audience cheered. What? what, what we're not supposed to? What, what? Oh, Stephen, tell us what we're supposed to think. No, you're supposed to... Colbert, you can hear him. You're supposed to hate Trump always. Anything he does, you're supposed to oppose. And they didn't get the memo. <laughs> These people can't think for themselves. It's, they always accuse our audiences, conservative talk show audiences, of being uh, unable to put cogent thoughts together on their own. And when really... And how, this is another Salcedo Show axiom, folks. Liberals often display in abundance traits they want to, to assign to other people. They often display traits that they themselves, or they often accuse others of having traits that they themselves have in abundance. And that's one of them. Uh, exaggeration without any evidence is also one of the liberal traits. Here's Senator Blumenthal accusing the President of the United States of treason. What's needed is an independent objective, impartial prosecutor, because only a prosecutor can bring criminal charges and hold accountable the people who may have committed treason or fraud or lied to the FBI. And obviously, the president is a potential target. With absolutely no evidence that Mr. Trump is even target or that any of these things have even happened with not a shred of evidence. Senator Blumenthal, in one of and probably one of the more stark, irresponsible displays that I've seen in an awful long time, jumps out, which, you know what, the Democrats will best that tomorrow, I'm sure. Some moron Democrat will get up there and, and do something better, but to accuse the President of the United States of treason uh, with, with not a shred of evidence. And I wish that whoever was interviewing, uh, I think it was MSNBS, interviewing Senator Blumenthal would say, what's your evidence, Senator, of treason? What's your evidence? Now, one MSNBS reporter actually actually broached onto a, 
an actual tough interview with none other than Maxine Waters. Maxine Waters in January of this year, just in January, mere months ago, said this about Director Comey. No, it's classified and we can't tell you anything. All I can tell you is the FBI director has no credibility. FBI director has no credibility. Now, we told you yesterday with Chuck Schumer, remember what Chuck Schumer said? He uh, had no confidence in, in James Comey, but still wanted him to be in government. And, and we told you, this is the hallmark of the Democrat Party. They can look at somebody and say, hey, you suck. I have no confidence in you. You are a reprobate. Uh, what, what did Maxine Waters say of, of James Comey? And we can't tell you anything. All I can tell you is the FBI director has no credibility. You have no credibility. But I want you to be in government. This, these are the types of people that Democrats want to impose on you and me, folks. People who have no credibility. People who they don't have faith in. They want to impose on us in government. Here's Maxine Waters. Fast forward to yesterday talking on MSNBS. But Congresswoman, I understand that in the past he was praising him. But if you said that FBI Director James Comey had no credibility, wouldn't you support the fact that the president then then candidate Trump now President Trump made the decision to get rid of him? No, no, not necessarily. And let me tell you why. You have an investigation going on where the president is implicated. And this is a serious investigation. A a serious investigation that Maxine Waters would entrust to somebody with no credibility. Think about it, Maxine. This this woman is... uh, I said it before. She's dumber than a bag of rocks with apologies to every rock everywhere. Think about this. Maxine Waters, Democrat, California, wants a very serious investigation to be conducted by a man who has no credibility. Donald Trump's guilty. From a man that has no credibility. Donald Trump's innocent. From a man who has no uh, credibility. What sense does keeping a man like this around make? But Maxine Waters, back in January, no credibility, but I want to stay around. I've been trying to get people to focus on this connection with the Kremlin and with Putin. What connection? You idiot. What connection? She has no idea, by the way. She thinks she thinks the Russians invaded Korea. I have a resolution that I introduced in February. I think there's enough there that we know about the Kremlin and about Putin uh, to be concerned about whether or not there was collusion. So I to believe be clear, there you was, think, and so to be, I believe that they should have to connect the dots and get the facts because I think it will lead to the impeachment of this president. <laughs> Wishful thinking there, Maxine. Now, the, the MSNBS reporter had... Another pointed question for her. What if Hillary Clinton had been elected? Back in a minute, the Chris Salcedo Show, right here on The Blaze. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on The Blaze Radio Network.
show. Listen, dial, speak. 888-900-3393. A bit of breaking news. Uh, one of uh, Maxine Waters' colleagues, former colleagues, Corrine Brown of Florida, has just been uh, found guilty of 18 of 22 corruption charges. Culture of corruption alive and well in the Democrat Party, ladies and gentlemen. Triple eight nine hundred So now, here's crazy Maxine uh, with a very pointed question from an MSNBS anchor uh, slash reporter about the firing of James Comey. So, Congresswoman, respecting that, to be clear, you believe it would have been better to keep in place an FBI director who you said had no credibility to oversee this investigation than to find someone who you think would be a better choice? No, but I believe the president thought that. Don't forget, you're talking about what some Democrats said, what I said. Understood. So if Hillary Clinton had won the White House, would you have recommended that she fire FBI Director James Comey? Well, let me tell you something. If she had won the White House, I believe that given what he did to her and what he tried to do, she should have fired him. Yes. So she should have fired him, but he shouldn't have fired him. This is why I'm confused. No, no, you're not confused. Wait a minute. You know how typically when conservatives or Republicans stand up and say, you know, that that's not the right question you should be asking. You should be asking this how how the most of the people in the basket of bias just get really offended. I I'm asking the questions. I'm the journalist here. Here's Maxine Waters telling this MSNBS guy, "You're not confused." No, you're not. You're not confused. <laughs> And you can hear him mumbling in the background. Yes, I am confused. If the president is implicated I, I in an investigation. <laughs> I, I am confused. Hold on. Confused. If the president is implicated I, I in an confused. investigation, <laughs> the president of the United States, who has a history of firing people who get close to, you know, him and his allies like Flynn and like uh, uh, Miss Yates, what? he will fire them. What? Sally Yates wasn't a, a Trump ally. She she was an Obama appointee. She was interim a, attorney general. What what is this woman talking about? What is well, you know? I, I was I was thinking about this today that that Democrats are just really ticked off that government employees are being fired because remember, remember during the era of Obama, uh, you could do almost anything in government and you could never be fired. Because it was important to keep taxpayer money funding your salary so the union you belong to can continue to finance Democrat campaigns. I, I think that's what she's really ticked off about is that government employees are getting fired. But man, she's, a, she's insane. And this is the woman who leads the Democrat Party. They all love her. Ugh, that party needs help. Remember everybody, society's worth not measured by how much power is seized by an out-of-control government, but rather how much power is reserved for we the people. Friday tomorrow. We'll see you back here, 3 o'clock Eastern on The Blaze. You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze on The Blaze Radio Network.